Hello and welcome to Twist Talks by Samantha Twist, where we talk about basically everything from careers, your home, relationships, health, and more. I cover just about anything you deal with in life. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Today joining us is Andrea, better known as Vancouver PR Girl. She started working as the communications coordinator and graphic designer for one of North America's fastest growing coffee franchises, Lens Coffee. Then in 2016, Andrea founded Glow Media and was named one of 20 badass PR women in Vancouver. Andrea manages strategic campaigns for multiple multi-million dollar companies. And today we'll be talking about the skills needed for public relations today, as well as starting her own company. Now, Andrea, I studied PR while in university, but for our listeners who may not know, can you please give an explanation of what PR is? PR is mainly you're representing a company and you're not necessarily just representing a product. So you're basically marketing the company as a whole and their brand and their presence. Um, It mainly has to do with media, whether it's traditional or digital, um, but getting the story out there and crafting their story. I love that. I feel like that's a perfect little synopsis. So what inspired you to get into public relations? Actually, I was working at a restaurant and I took some time off because I was taking a bunch of random courses in school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And when I worked at this restaurant, um, I actually met my best friend there and her name is Catherine. Um, she told me, hey, you've got a great personality and you should be in PR. And I was like, what is PR? And in high school, I think a lot of the teachers teach us what marketing is, but they don't teach us what public relations is. So I didn't even know what it was until I was like 19 or 20. And that's how I got introduced. And I joined the PR program at Kwantlen. Um, and that's how I started. I love that. So what do you think some skills are for a person who wants to get into public relations today? Definitely strong writing skills are a huge plus. A lot of times when you're setting out, sending out media pitches or press releases, if there are grammar mistakes or spelling mistakes, the journalist might not even read the rest of your email if it's riddled with mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really want to hook them in. And by hooking them in and having even a genuine conversation with them, that's how you're going to build that relationship and allow them to be on your media list so that you know that they're the go-to person for this story, um, depending on what industry it is. Um, Also, persuasive writing skills are a huge plus. You wanna kind of reel in your audience and reel in the journalist um, or reporter within your first one or two sentences so they don't have to be reading an essay of an email before before you even get to the point. Mm -hmm. And also I would say public speaking is a huge plus because Sometimes you'll need to media train your clients or you might have to speak on behalf of your clients in front of media if they're not confident or if they don't necessarily want to. I love that. So is there anything you wish you had known when you were getting started? So I wish that I knew that I would need to polish up my photography and graphic design skills because actually going into the PR program, I was like, okay, great. It's going to be writing. It's going to be marketing. I'm going to just like pass with flying colors. And then there was a design component and I was like, oh my goodness. When I was in high school, I took arts photography where you basically take a photo and then you put it on Photoshop and then you kind of 
erase the background and whatnot. And I came out of that class with 12%, which I don't even know if that's possible to come out with 12%. And I was just dreading. I'm like, okay, well, that's it. I'm horrible at graphic design and I'm never ever going to touch Photoshop ever again. Um, and so I saw that on the curriculum and I was kind of shocked, but at the end of the day, I, um, finished my entire program with flying colors, but I would have wanted to know that photography and graphic design are really important, especially because our city, um, in Vancouver is not as big on publicists and public relations compared to New York and LA. Um, it's less PR focused, I would say, but the role is quite spread out. Hence why you see a lot of PR firms nowadays that offer influencer marketing, social media planning, and digital advertising. So with those two components, photography and design, they can both play a big role in differentiating yourself from other competitors in the industry. Um, and sometimes in PR, you need to get things done super quickly. Like media wants a graphic or an image really quickly. And you don't necessarily want to depend on other players that are trying to get the job done. Sometimes you just need to go out and get it done yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. I know for when I was doing my degree, they had one course in photography that was required and then one in digital design that was optional. And I wish I was able to fit that into my schedule better because so many job listings like require digital design. Yeah. Are there any resources that have really helped you on your journey? And a lot of people actually ask me this question because some people think that PR can be looped into the same category as social media management when <laughs> they're completely different. And I would say if you wanna go into PR, to go to school for PR um, because almost everything that I learned from my program, I have applied to my career. Um, it's one thing to go into social media management, but it's a totally different ball game when you get into public relations. Um, social media management, that role was never a role like maybe five years ago, six years ago, or even 10, like that was not a job. And so PR has been around for decades. So you're competing with people that have been in the game for decades. So there is a specific way to write a press release. A price management plan does come into effect. Like you think it's never gonna happen and somebody will come to you for a crisis management plan and then you know exactly how to go about it because you've already done it in school and they've given you examples of bigger companies that have had to go through crisis management. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like just reading through some of the PR textbooks, it was so much like, luckily I was had like marketing as well as an experience, but it's so in depth when you actually start reading through the books and realizing like, Hey, there's more to this than just like, there's more behind public perception than just like, Oh, here are some cute photos. And like before in my, um, when I took previous courses in university, like just here and there, mm -hmm. I would go on my computer and like delete all of that work because I didn't need it anymore. But everything that I've learned from my PR program, I still have on my computer because when a client needed a crisis management plan, I literally had to dust off my old crisis management plan and see which components were similar and mm -hmm. kind of use that as a skeleton. 
Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of formatting that is the same throughout different things. Have you heard of texting as a form of marketing? I have. And actually, I am opted in in a company's text marketing. Mm -hmm. So I totally believe in this form of marketing, but it really depends on what industry you're in. It can be or come off as invasive. Yeah. I could totally see that. Um, so the company that I opted in for was actually Urban Behavior. Okay. They had asked me to opt in for text messages for 15% off my entire purchase. And at the time, like, oh, okay, great. 15% off. I'm buying like 10 things. That's amazing. Yeah. But I do get texts here and there from them and their offers are quite eye-catching. It's for an example, one of them was buy one, get one for one cent. And so I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I need to buy something. And yeah. so- it doesn't come often. I probably get them once every two months or once a month, but they do catch my eye. Oh, that's really good to know. Yeah, I haven't seen much of it, but I've heard a lot of talk about texting as a form of marketing. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to be like a new, a new wave. What is a common myth about working in PR and can you debunk it? I think we kind of touched on it earlier, but a lot of people say, oh, anyone can do PR. Mm -hmm. And I think that's totally wrong. It definitely takes a certain personality to be able to do PR for a brand, company, or person. Um, When people say it's all about who you know, it truly is about who you know and those connections and those relationships. So it takes a unique and certain person to be able to constantly build relationships and remember people and, and so forth. What do you think are some personality traits that are good for somebody in PR? Definitely outgoing is one. Um, an extrovert, I would say loves talking and being in front of the camera is definitely one yeah like a bubbly open personality mm-hmm. when you walk into a restaurant for instance the hostess is the first face you see and sometimes that is with PR when companies um, don't have time to be in front of the camera all the time or be the face of the brand the PR person does really step in and build that connection with consumers and the audience yeah Yeah, I love that. And do you have any networking tips? I would say when um, networking events were uh, available and a thing, I don't know when we're going to be able to go to another networking event, but when I went to school, they always told me to go alone Mm -hmm. and I would be like, oh my gosh, go alone. Like, heck no. And then I realized when I started going alone or with one other friend, I really was more open to talking with people and actually networking because when you go on a big group, you kind of just want to stay within your group. Um, And the point of going is to talk to other people, but Mm -hmm. always bring a business card. Even if you're just in school, it's fine. Put your portfolio, put your website on it just so somebody can have it in their wallet or have it on their desk and remember you. Um, and after you meet them actually at a networking event and you get somebody else's business card, it's nice to actually email them the next day and say, Hey, it was great meeting you. Um, I hope all's going well. And if you ever want to meet for coffee or anything like that, and just sending them an email so that you you're in their mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good to know. Uh, so you started glow media in 2016. At what point did you know you wanted to actually start glow media? 
So before I started Glow Media, I actually started a different um, marketing agency with a partner and it was called um, Trademark Agency. It's, it's been so long, I can't even remember. But um, that had a bit of a falling out. I realized that I don't work well with another partner and that's why we parted ways. But in the beginning, what kind of drove us and the idea of starting a business was because I started doing a lot of freelancing on the side and that started picking up. And in my mind, when that starts picking up, you need to get your own GST number. If you're making over, I think 30 K a year from freelancing or doing your own thing, you have to get a GST number. I was like, Hey, might as well start a business and have that all put together because this project or this freelancing thing is only going to get bigger. It's not going to get smaller. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was just reading about, I don't know why I, but reading about when you need to start a GST for freelance and it said 30,000. That's funny that that was kind of like the push was tax purposes, Mm -hmm. but I love that. At, At what point did you start freelancing? Um, I was at Blends and when I started Blends, um, so Blends was my practicum mm-hmm. um, in school and then they ended up hiring me. And when I was working at Blends, I actually worked uh, three jobs. <laughs> yeah, so I was in school and then I worked at a restaurant on the side and then I also sold wedding dresses. Oh, so wow. I had been in the wedding industry now for about six, seven years, but I had sold wedding dresses for almost five years. Oh, wow. So I was doing that on the weekends and that's when I realized like, oh, I can get clients on the side because I wasn't making a lot as Mm -hmm. um, an entry level person in marketing at Blends. So I needed extra income and I realized maybe I can leave the restaurant and do more work at home related to my field. And that's when I started freelancing and people started finding out that I started doing freelancing and reaching out to me because probably my rates back then were like super dirt cheap. Yeah. (laughs) What was the hardest part about starting your own business and freelancing too, if you want? Yeah, I think the hardest part of the journey is learning all the logistics and figuring out what I need to do to get incorporated or how to even get my business license. Mm -hmm. Um, Going on the city's websites and government websites, it can be very overwhelming. Um, And there's really no handholding unless you have a business mentor that's able to guide you through step by step. Mm -hmm. And also how to manage people. Working on my own was easy, but managing different personalities and their schedules um, was a learning curve. But now I've kind of gotten to the groove of things it was just me in the beginning and now we've grown to a team of seven. So yeah. That's amazing. So when you started Glow, did you go in with many clients from your company before and from freelance or how did you find your first couple of clients? So I started my business with clients already. Um, I was very lucky, but when I was doing freelance, my first client was the bridal store. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, okay, I'm there already. And social media was kind of becoming the new thing. So I just took my phone and their iPad and I started taking pictures, um, recording videos of the wedding dresses and getting traction that way. 
Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, the owner of the bridal store also had a wedding planning company. So she's like, okay, can you do the wedding planning company too? And I actually took use of my own network. And I think this is something that people forget sometimes. You have your own network of supporters that have been with you since day one, and they're probably on your Facebook page. I personally don't post on my personal Facebook page very often, but when I do, I think everyone on my friends list understands like, oh, she wants to promote something. She's launching, she's launching something. Let's support her. Mm -hmm. And so when I launched my freelance stuff, I just posted, Hey guys, I'm doing freelance, um, social media marketing and some PR and some graphic design. Let me know if you know someone that needs this assistance. And that's when social media was starting to pick up. Mm -hmm. So definitely that's how I got the word out. And then just word of mouth. Yeah. I love that. Cause I feel like often people forget to utilize their own network and instantly go to pitching other brands and yeah. saying, Hey, this is what I do. And you'd be one of my first clients. So I like the, the strategy of going through some. Yeah. Like the people on your friends list, they've probably known you since high school. And if you're a good person, they'll be like, Oh, actually she's a great person. Yeah. Like, let me support her. And that's she's helped me in this way, like X amount of years ago. Let me support her this way. Even mm-hmm. if I can't, like, even if I'm not looking for this service, I can definitely recommend her to someone that I can think off the top of my head that needs this service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does a typical day in your life look like? So I usually wake up around 730 or eight in the morning. I always meditate. That's something that has been on my goals list to be consistent with. I meditate for about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Then I fill up all my diffusers in my house because (laughs) that's definitely part of my routine. Um, I make a coffee or a tea, depending on what the workload I feel looks like for the day. If I don't need coffee, I definitely don't want to put tons of caffeine into my body. Um, I usually post on my personal page and then I post on Glow Media's page. And then I actually go ahead and I write out my intentions for the day. Um, I have a planner and at the top, I'll write out today, I'm going to make waves or today I'm going to impact my team today. um, I'm going to make strides and how I'm going to do that. And then I kind of just doodle around (laughs) and draw and just kind of let my mind relax and just go through some creativity before I get into the nitty gritty stuff. Um, and then I write out my tasks, I read my emails, and then I add more stuff to my tasks as I'm reading my emails. And some days I work for two to three hours, but some days I work 10 to 12 hours. Um, yeah, so it really varies depending on the week. Mm -hmm. Um, we do most of our social media planning close to the end of the month. So the first two weeks of the month is usually a little bit more easygoing, um, And then it gets more intense as we go to the end of the month. I love that. That sounds like, it sounds like you have something new and interesting to do each day. And I love that you write it out in your planner because literally right beside me is my planner. Oh, you can see my planner here. Yeah, literally. (laughs) It is a lifesaver to have like a physical copy. Yeah, like today I wrote, you can do it. No need to be scared. You've totally got this. I love that. This is my last question. Uh, What advice would you give somebody wanting to start working for themselves in PR? 
So if I could go back, I would have worked at an actual PR agency before starting my own. So that's definitely a huge thing. Um, We've already gone through a go to school if you want to go to PR. Um, Polish up your writing skills. Know that depending on your city, PR might not cut it. Like that can't be your only service. You will need other skills and to offer other services that will help build up your name. Um, working for an agency is also a huge one. If you want to start an agency, learn the ins and outs of what type of automations or tools and software that other companies use so that you're not trying to figure that stuff out yourself. Um, and if you want to come out on your own, be sure to utilize that support network that you have and that community, um, as well, when you're working for an agency or you work corporate, for instance, corporate is amazing as well. Um, you get to wear multiple hats and you get to see what other things are part of building your company and what it takes. And then those people that you meet either in school, for instance, you're in a cohort and there's 25 of you. You leave that cohort with 24 PR professional contacts. Mm-hmm that are in your industry. And when you're working actually in the industry, you even gain more contacts. And these are the people people that are able to vouch for you. And that's huge. And that goes back to, it's, it's about who you know and your experience. Oh, that's awesome. Do you want to plug any of your socials or websites? Yeah. And if you guys have any questions or want to see any of my work or what my company does, my personal handle is Vancouver PR girl on Instagram and our company is called glow media and it's at G L O media C O. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Andrea. And I really appreciate learning everything that you've learned throughout your journey with public relations and your tips for not only public relations, but starting a business as well. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Twist Talks. I hope you walk away from this episode knowing something new. You can find me at samanthatwist.com, Twist Talks on Instagram, or Samantha Twist on YouTube.